Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. There's something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope Was on my grind cause times was harder than to sell a float My mama told me never steal and never sell a folks I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute I was getting paid like a hotline Certain raw, things calling, we was that kind Well connected, well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it And get my message
vicious to my opposition. You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol. I got nothing against them. They got fucking potential. But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue. Subscribe niggas reside where all the lines and killers be. And I ain't spending a minute up in the streets. But I'm limitless mentally. I'm lyrically DMC. LeBron shit. I was in a six after 23. And family gets everything. And money is less important. Long as your mama like you. Don't ever love a woman. I got a lot of bitches. They got a lot of feelings. But I got that green on my eyes. And that ain't no Donnie Simpson. I retire you niggas. Fuck you in your position. They play so this slippery niggas can't even kick it. Y'all ramble and talk this shit to these bitches. You know you real. You don't say it. You know you real. We gon' feel it. Rock. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. First of all, I'm finally back. It is, what's today? It's Wednesday, August the 17th, 2016. Tomorrow's my baby's birthday, so my mind has been everywhere. But listen, I, I had to get it together for tonight, and I was so glad that my guy uh, contacted me. Dennis Sperling got some good stuff going on. I mean, I knew he was good, but I'm like, damn, is it really this good? But does everybody know about it? No, everybody doesn't know about it, but we're going to change that tonight. also have a special guest who has surprised me, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, Mr. Javon Clark is on the line. I just want to make sure you can hear me, Javon, because I got your line open. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, thank you so much. Listen, this is just the Empress. People call me Sharon, but I call myself the Empress when I get a little attitude or when I get excited about things. And I will say this, when I first saw Javon Clark's video, I don't even know how long you've been videoing, but I saw a video where you actually had become emotional about how uh, separated black people have been in our society and how much worse it's gotten to see a black man have emotion and feeling to the extent of tears. I mean, I could tell you didn't want to cry, but it was just beautiful because it was sincere, it was honest, it was real, and that's what we're about here on the Empire. We just say it how we want Said, but for those, anybody that's like in a hole somewhere under the planet, you know, on uh, at the equator or something, who's never heard about you, if you don't mind just introducing yourself to the Empire with this being your first time being with us. Well, I'm just a man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a man on a mission trying to do my thing, uh, 
right now I don't have a radio station. I don't have a television broadcast station. So social media is a medium that can be used. So I decided uh, actually about six years ago I started just using my Facebook page uh, basically to try to wake my people up and enlighten my people during a long time. And ironically, that video about the Mexican house kind of jumped everything off and kind of went viral and mm-hmm. got a lot of following. I think I went from maybe like 1,200 followers to mm-hmm. um, like 30,000 before that. And I had did a video about a pastor. I had counters in the barbershop, and that took me to about 30,000. And then the Mexican house video took it up to about 75000 So I've been used my Facebook as a media to talk about issues that affect us more so than anything, the black family, black relationships, black love, and black economics, black politics. And, you know, based mm-hmm. on the current events, I just make videos daily, and it kind of just mm-hmm. from there. Right. Don't stop because I'm going to tell you, I know that you're here tonight to kind of sort of introduce our guy Dennis Sperling, but I feel the same way about your passion for uh, black people. We're, you know, I, I, I'm one that I, I say I'm different, but I'm probably no different from a lot of other probably less verbal black females who feel impassioned to say what they have to say. Now, that's kind of normal for the female but when I when I saw that that wasn't the first video you you're you've been vocal about a lot of current events a lot of happenings and just mm-hmm. general uh, perspectives where does that come from is that just who you've always been or did something significant you know make you because you're very candid and blunt with with what you say but I think it's the what needs to it's how it needs to be said where does that come from. Uh, it actually came from when I grew English and I saw the state of our children and I realized that as a teacher that I would have a student 90 minutes a day for five days a week. So that's 460 minutes. That's almost mm-hmm. seven hours a week I would have a kid a day. And I realized that as the child teacher, I knew the teacher, knew the child better than the parent. And the first mm-hmm. week of school, you know, I taught the, my first week of teaching high school. I came home and I hate to say it like this. I said to my wife, we're lost. And she said, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I said, first of all, I would say 75% of the boys are openly bisexual and the females are hyperaggressive. And then I just started studying, you know, I'm, my undergrad is in sociology. I have a master's in education, but I call myself a research specialist. I just started studying mm-hmm. trends about our generation and the generation under us. And I realized that there was something wrong. Something had happened to where the mm-hmm. younger generation was so lost and our generation didn't care about helping them find themselves. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. our generation, I call our generation 35 to 50. And I just, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, we just too damn cool to care about anything. We just too cool. Mm-hmm. We, we we got the education. We got access to resources. We can buy the fancy things. We can buy the nice houses. We can buy the nice cars. And, you know, as long as it don't affect us, we're just too damn cool to care. But what we have to understand mm-hmm. is that the poverty and the lack of education is going to spill over into all of our communities. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. I got. I just got to the point where I just just self-proclaimed myself as the voice of black people because, I mean, so many people couldn't speak up. People have jobs. People can't say certain things. I quit my job teaching. I want to start my own school uh, for that mm-hmm. same reason so I can continue to use my voice. 
So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm about, you know. And, you know, having mm-hmm. a master's in education, I'm a country for it. I said plain, things, mm-hmm. plain old country talk, you know what I'm saying? I try to break <laughs> the hard, complex thing down into like an Aesop fable, down into a level where everybody can relate and understand. And I know I'm very good at doing that, and I know that's why a lot of people tune in. But I also upset a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, based on the things that people agree with me 100%. People, people will use my videos and share them to make points to their friends and family. And it's like, okay, I okay. did this, yeah, and then one minute I'll make a video that you may disagree with. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, well, I'm I'm the same guy. I'm the same guy, you know. Right, right, right. Right, but you know what? I think that it's refreshing that your truth is the truth regardless. And you actually, to me, you know, because I just I fall in love with videos. When you're able to kind of see the person it's it's so evident that you're saying it from a place that's good. I don't care whether you don't like it. It's a place that's good, and it's a place that most of the time you can't get over that it's also the truth. I've not seen one video that I that did not make me want to think. And so with that being said, is that one of the reasons why, or tell me the reason why you wanted to uh, uh kind of uh, let the world know that we need to spread the word about Dennis Sperling's show, co-parenting with the Sperlings. He's going to be with us shortly. Uh, like I said, he's out of the country. But what made you, because I don't think I've ever seen you advocate for anything per se in particular like this. I don't. Why, why I don't. This? Why this? Why well, this? first of all, I don't advocate for things like a lot of people sell products on my page. A lot of people send me stuff. I don't advocate for anything that I don't use because my credibility is very, very essential to everything that I do. So I don't advocate mm-hmm. for anything uh, unless I've used it. Uh, the Sperlins, I talked to the brother. I watched a couple of episodes of the show, and it's just it's like the new Cosby show for black people. It's a reality right. show. Uh, this show is a caveat into, a, into all the conversations that need to be had in the community. First of all, you got a show about co-parenting. And typically people mm-hmm. say co-parenting is hard when there's a lack of finances. But these are two mm-hmm. well-to-do black people, two business owners, educated people with money. And they still having the same issues. So what that shows is psychologically black men and black females have a certain animosity towards each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they are working yeah. that out. And the, the cool thing about it is it's going to show it ain't all about money. You know, you got brothers complaining and mad about paying six, $700 a month and talk about their baby mama getting their hair done, and you know mm-hmm. that they know that their baby is taken care of. So it's not really about the hair. It's about pin-up emotions. It's about having children with women and men that you didn't really like anyway. So when I look at this brother mm-hmm. – step up and take care of his children and pay the amount of money that he pays out and he does it with a smile and his uh, baby mama ain't rubbing in his face, ain't talking smash. You know how we tend to do sometimes. It's just very refreshing. They're college educated. They went to, the brother went to a black college. He owns a business out of the country. It's a way to change the image of black people. And also yeah. more so than anything uh, than the actual show, it shows, this show gives us as black people the opportunity to say, hey, this is something we like. Hey, CW, we like this. 
put it on TV. See, black people don't believe that collectively we have the power to put a show on TV. Now, there was a show mm. called Sorority, uh, some about sororities, and it was on Sorority VH1. And and, yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and yep. the black Greeks felt misrepresented, and they got their show off TV. So I applaud them for that. I applaud them for that. They actually set the, the mold to show us the power that we have with these television networks. So what we're going to do is we're going to flip it. Instead of trying to get a show taken off TV, we're going to get a show put on TV. And at this mm-hmm. point in my life, I believe in the show, I believe in actually us coming together and collectively getting this show put on TV, getting this show put on TV, another show put on TV, good show mm-hmm. to the point where we can kind of make this ratchet, foolish reality TV kind of just leave. We got to make that right. leave. We got to replace that. This is something that we can do. This is something we can get behind. Say, for example, if I have 75,000 followers, right? Now, mm-hmm. if we talk about investing monies in communities and doing all this as a black community, that's hard to do. Folks don't touch folks. That's hard to do. But it ain't hard mm-hmm. to say, hey, this man that already filmed the show is ready to mm-hmm. go. Let's come together mm-hmm. and get it on the stage. That's what I'm all mm-hmm. about. So more so, and just not taking anything from the show because I love the show. I love the show. But more so than the show, I'm on board with the brother to show that black people can request by numbers and make something happen. And when this brother right. get his show going and he get his advertising and get his revenue going, this brother's a good brother. I know this brother going to do the right things, and I know this brother going to put other good shows on TV. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm about. It. I want to prove that we can do it collectively as a community. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I love I, – I just love it. First of all, most of what you just said is exactly why – I I like the show, but I think it also is applicable to you. I know I didn't even anticipate that you would get the message because I know you've been busy yourself, but I think the same things could be said about you as well. And I know Dennis is going to be appreciative of, of all of the uh, accolades that you're giving him uh, right now, but that truth is, is, is true of a lot of black men. That's the thing. Uh, a lot of black men know that same truth, and he's actually calling in in just a few minutes, so I want to see if I can't get you both on the line to start with, and then um, we got a female named Miss Talisa. I think that she's your uh, sister from another mother because she's got the same mouth about the same sorts of things. And, of course, we're not going to say exactly the same thing uh, regardless of um, us all, both, you know, all being black. It just is a perspective and a freshness to both of, of, of what you guys have to say. Uh, Dennis is calling in in just a few seconds. He just texted me, so I want to keep you on the line. Let's see if I can get him to call me because he's calling internationally. He's out of the country right now. And for those of you who don't know him, yes, he is a man with multiple streams of income. He's very prideful in that. And I love it. I don't like you being apologetic for getting your business together and having it done. A lot of people would say that it's arrogant. But if it were from a different culture, people wouldn't say that. Uh, This is a black man who loves life who's got gotten a second chance on life in a lot of different ways, and I can't wait for you to uh, hear that from himself. He's trying to call in. I'm going to have to call him if he doesn't get on shortly. But like you said, he uh, has uh, business here in the United States, outside of the United States, makes a point 
to employ people of color, people who need second chances, people whose uh, credit or uh, uh, arrest records aren't completely clean, but he understands the value of hard work and work that's with a purpose. And that's one of the things that I think uh, drew me to it. And I know the way that he functions in his business world, it could not be that much different from how he functions in uh, his personal life. And when he sent me the trailer, oh, my God, when I saw the trailer to this this movie, to this uh, reality show, and I knew for one that it was real reality. It's not the scripted bullcrap that we see, like Love and Hip Hop, like uh, the baby mama shows, the housewives who've never really even been married to start with, uh, these women who have been put in the in the in the front of the uh, the shows that show us as gold diggers, that show us as ineffective mother mothers and uh, sisters to one another, and particularly, and I think this is why it's so uh, powerful. Uh, they put these shows on here showing black women being extremely dismissive and disrespectful, particularly to black men. I, I don't know if a lot of people watch the shows the way that I watch the show. Now, I, I used to watch it just to see if they were saying, you know, uh, what I had heard they were saying, like they were really saying some of these things. And it's, it's that much worse when you have the video and audio you have the news stories that follow. You have the divorces and the cheating and all of the other crap that comes behind it, and it brands a certain image of the black family as a whole, black women, black men, black children, and the relationships inside of that. So when, when Dennis said he was doing a show, and me knowing some of Dennis's, uh, you know, issues with his, not issues, but certain circumstances that happen, whether you're black or white or anything else, I was like, how can you do this? When I saw the trailer, I saw how different this was going to be. This is something that actually needs to be seen, not just from an entertainment perspective, but by a perspective of of, our youth need to see this. Because do you know that 85% of marriages right now end in divorce, and that number is even higher if you've already been married, but that an overwhelming number of children born to black families aren't even married to start with. So we get to skip some of this commitment, worried about who's going to get what, and it automatically starts at the foot of children having a broken home. We, and we need to say the can, word co-parenting. Right, right, right. That, that, that's right. why the word co-parenting, see, we don't say that word enough. We need to hear the word. It needs to be, hey, man, co-parenting coming on this, going to watch co-parenting. It needs to come. It needs to become a word in the black community. It needs to become something. It needs to become a topic. It needs to become like fleet. It needs to become co-parent and co-parent. And when a baby mother talks to a father, when they talk co-parent and co-parent, it needs to be a word. It needs to be a word. It's the caveat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say this: what this show can do, it gives me as one that gets the commentary commentate the show. It gives me the opportunity to say things surrounding this show that people will receive a little bit better than me just saying it. Say, for example, when I speak about child support in this show uh, mm-hmm. and speaking about the, the issues that we face, I'm a firm believer that no matter what happened, how the relationship broke up, no matter what happened, what happened, what happened, that the man is the one that should make the step and apologize. And the reason I believe that mm-hmm. is because if the woman was left with the child, no matter whether he paid child support, whether he didn't, whether he came around, whether he didn't, no matter what happened, 
that woman has the responsibility of taking care of that child 24-7. That's a life she's responsible for. No matter how much yeah. money you pay or don't pay, that woman is left with that child. She has to raise the child. She has to be there. She has to do the day to day to day. She has to worry when the nose running. She got to wander into the cold when money low. She has that responsibility. So in that situation, mm-hmm. I believe that that man is the one. And as a man, be a man. Swallow your pride, yo. You can run the streets. You can be a general. You can run businesses, but you can't get along with Tisha. Oh, she crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I believe mm-hmm. a man right. is the one that takes the step to say, look, no matter what happens at this point, I want to be a part of the child's life. Whether I have money, if all I have is time to give, whatever, I think a man needs to let that woman cry, feet on his chest. Nigga, you won't dare. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I needed to. I was scared. She needs to get all that out because I believe, not mm-hmm. just stereotypical, but I believe a woman needs to cleanse her soul before she can move forward. A woman needs to. Mm. A woman needs that man to know. This is how hard this was. This is how hard this was. No matter if the government mm. helped me. No matter if Section Eight gave her assistance. No matter what happened. I had this child. When this baby cried, I had this child. I couldn't go. I couldn't do. I was responsible. So I believe right. that this show will allow me to say this, and brothers will receive it a little bit better. When brothers see a man. Right. Uh, do some of the things that this man does to take care of his family. They'll say, oh, okay, well, the little money I give, the money I give, it's about the child. It's about the future. It's about if the mother's right. straight, the child's straight. You know what I'm saying? I believe this show is going to allow brothers a, a, a dialogue, and it's going to let mm-hmm. brothers see, like, yo, the brother is really doing his thing. That don't mean he's perfect. But I want to say this about uh, Brother Dennis more so than anything in the show. I talked to uh, Dennis last night. Just so people mm-hmm. know, this brother has an international coffee company where he goes mm-hmm. directly to the source and purchases the coffee mm-hmm. and brings it back over here. Now, listen to what I'm saying. This brother can teach mm-hmm. our people about international exports. This brother can mm-hmm. teach our people about going directly to Africa and getting the shea butter, getting the coconut right. oil. This brother can teach us about doing stuff, direct business. We cut out the middleman. That this brother can teach us something. That's why I'm more yes. impressed about getting the brother out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting the brother well, out is, and getting the sister out. Well, he is here. He is on the line. Dennis, can you hear me? Hey, what's up, Sharon? How you doing, brother Javon? Man, it's always good to hear you speak, man. I, I love what's hearing going on, bro? your perspective. It is always when I tell you this really is like mecca mecca. Other folks don't see you lead the way on a lot of things, and of course my lovely ex-wife Stephanie's on the line. Stephanie, hello everyone. Hey, Hi, this is Stephanie Sperling. Please to speak with Hi. both of you. The real, yeah, the real star. How you doing, Miss Lady? Yeah. I'm doing great. How are okay. you guys this evening? I'm doing dead. great. Listen, Dennis, I got to say something to Stephanie because, like, she is like the super boss right now. Like, she is the Beyonce of of television. I don't, I don't even have the channel yet, but I'm so excited for the potential of a beautiful, black, successful, non-bitter, cute as can be, role yes. model 
for <laughs> women right now because I, I'm telling you, there has never been any other opportunity for this. We've been talking for a while, giving accolades to you, and I know the show, uh, you know, I, I got it started through you, but I got to go ahead and get this out because the ladies are always first. You know, queens are always first on the empire. Absolutely. That's how we do it. I, try. I agree. <laughs> and, and, and when I saw the trailer, let me first say, how I, I first of all I had to watch it a few times to make sure she was saying the things that she was saying just as calm, just as non bitter, just as not mad black mm-hmm. womanish. It was so refreshing. If no, if the women on, that's listening to this show don't watch the show for anything else but for to see what a queen acts like, and it's so opposite of what mm. we've seen in the media. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get to you, Dennis. I want to hear about Stephanie just for a minute because you know we're gonna talk. But I want to I want to hear from Stephanie first. Oh, Tell yeah. us how. Yeah, dive on in. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you asked that. I, taking the high road is um, is something that trust me, just like other sisters, I I have had my moments, and and, and what I do know is heightened anger and, and, and stress in myself I does not bring happiness to my children. So um, mm-hmm. I am best when I'm at my best, and being a queen is, is what I do best, and when I'm, and, and when I'm at my best, so are my children. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, uh, there are areas on the show and, and situations in the show. I, I could probably yell and hang up the phone and, and, and do a lot of things, but that, that resolves nothing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I am the eldest of four children, so growing up, I, I took the high road a lot. I, um, my, my parents instilled a lot of this queen in me, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I see screaming all the time. And I see, I will say, um, at, at the start of, of, of our divorce, it, it, would, it probably roughly, it was similar to other people's structures. But uh, I, I visited our, our son, one of our sons has a, a We didn't lose her, did we? I'm still here. Stephanie, you still there? Well, let me say this. I think what happened for us. You still there, Steph? Well, let me say, I'll pick up. What happened to us after all that that initial back and forth, right after the divorce, we realized no matter what, we're Mm -hmm. still going to be sitting next to each other at all the graduations and all the Mm -hmm. weddings and all the baby Mm -hmm. showers. And so it makes no sense just to not get along. It makes no sense to, it to make an any, enemy out, out of a person that you're going to see for the rest of your life. And right. so it, it behooves us to behave and act like adults and get along. Because right. what we want to do is raise happy, healthy children. There's enough dysfunctional children out there who are angry that we don't want to create anymore. And here's, here's why everybody is vested in this. You might do a great job with your kids. But your kids gonna be sitting in the same classroom, or or when they grow up, sitting <laughs> at the same club with their mother mm-hmm. dysfunctional children. You see, so mm-hmm. it, it, it requires this entire community, and and in fact, the entire country, to come together and try to create peace and happiness for these children. So, and by doing by setting this example for the parents, we hope to help foster that sort of environment in other people's homes. 
The example I was going to give is that mm-hmm. I saw I saw a couple physically. The mother pulled the baby one way, and the father pulled the baby another way while the baby's mm. screaming. That does not bring resolution to anyone because you're mm-hmm. you've hurt your child, and then. In that same instance, the mother's mom was there, and she was a part of that argument between that couple. So I Mm -hmm. I will say seeing that, I knew that I did not want those type of situations going on with my children, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to find resolution through conversation, not, not through anything argumentative or physical. Well, I know that you guys uh, had, uh, no, Dennis said that he may have a limited amount of time. So I want to go ahead and jump into a couple questions because the lines are already full, and I'm sure people want to ask some questions directly to you if you have that time. But one of the posts that you post concerning your feelings for your children stuck out to me, and it was what you said was every time I drop my children off at their mom's home, it reminds me that I failed in marriage. Now, I'm wondering, do you think that mm-hmm. marriage, uh, because of children, you know, to prolong marriage, that that's safe? Because in my opinion of marriage, I don't think you have to be married, but marriage has something to do with your soul and your activities in life. And, and I told Dennis this earlier. To me, <laughs> y'all are still married, and it, it, it's, it's not to keep you from other mates. You are married for life, in my opinion. Now, how do you, what, what did you mean about uh, failing in marriage, and what do you feel about marriage at this point? Because I've never seen such a healthy divorced couple in my life, okay? I don't see that here. I've never well, me, never seen such. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. Uh, yeah, my, my youngest son, he wasn't really old enough and cognizant enough to remember the days when he and, and, and his brother and and their mother, uh, Stephanie here, uh, he, doesn't remember, he doesn't remember those times when we were all together. So all he has is photographs. So there was a time, maybe about two or three years ago, and he looked at a photograph of the whole family together, and I could see the hurt in his eyes. And what I saw at that point was that I was responsible for destroying his family. Let me say uh-huh. that again. I was responsible for destroying his family. So all he has uh-huh. is photographs to look at of what was and think about what could be. Now, if that don't break uh-huh. your heart and break you down uh-huh. the peg and make you lose that ego and, and then try to do the best you can to get along with their mama, and that means you just uh-huh. cold-blooded uh, SOB and, and you probably shouldn't have been you see, because mm-hmm. that hurt my child. That I destroyed his family. I destroyed his family unit. He's gonna be longing mm-hmm. for that, wondering what life could have been mm-hmm. like. So when I say mm-hmm. I drop when I drop my kids off, it reminds me that I live in a separate house. No, we're not married anymore. If we were married mm-hmm. we'd be living in the same house. We'd be making it. Mm-hmm. You see, we'd be doing what mm-hmm. we could do. Co parenting, a good co parenting relationship is not a replacement for a good marriage, period. Stephanie and I are just mm-hmm. mature enough mm-hmm. to see the benefit in trying to get along with each other and make it so that our children can be happy and healthy and not make it worse than what worse than it it has to be. We already mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I feel like I already destroyed their, their marriage, uh, their their little happy family. What what why should I add insult to injury by making it difficult for them to you know, uh, forcing them to have to choose sides. And 
forcing them to have to uh, go with mommy and daddy. Why should I do that to them? That's that's just right. I, I think that is a horrible thing to do to a child. So that's my that's basically and yeah, you know, I might expose my feelings and maybe a lot of guys won't do it. But that's just the reality of it. I feel mm-hmm. it's a horrible situation for them. Well, Stephanie, was that a requirement? Because I think that a lot of women are not over the man. They're not over the loss of the man. And so their punishment to him is to kind of dangle this child in front of them. It's similar to what the visual that you just gave us of, you know, I'm going to put. Right. Most of the time, their mamas don't, they want a break. They do not want to have the kids all the time anyway, but they know because they're not over the guy that um, they want to keep something over him. Was that apology or acknowledgement of, you know, the demise of the relationship uh, a, a catapult into you being able to co-parent or were you just at a point where you were done? And you were no, 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 no. Here, here's what nope. I want to say. Dennis had his guilt, but I also had guilt because my parents are still married to this day, and most of my most of my uncles, my grandparents. So my guilt was that I didn't necessarily fight for my marriage, or or that I didn't try hard enough. So I too felt mm-hmm. guilty having my kids come home to just mommy. Their their sense of security was lost and things like that. So the best thing that I could offer my children was a great co-parenting structure. Many people do say, mm-hmm. well, you and Dennis get along. It's like you guys are still married. And that, what I say, what we say to that is, no, this isn't like our marriage because, um, unfortunately, our marriage did not work out but our co-parenting mm-hmm. structure does. And Beautiful. through this co-parenting yeah. structure that we have, we have healthy, happy children. And I say healthy mm-hmm. because when there's arguments, you, you, we have a, a son with allergies and things. Like there's no communication. So we, we spent times where we were angry at the emergency room where we have to chuck up our feelings and let go of how we mm-hmm. felt and talk to the mm-hmm. doctors together on the same page. It, it, we learned mm-hmm. that it's well beyond me being angry at him or he being angry at me for things that happen in our marriage. We have these two kids that we need to survive and we need them happy. Mm. Mm. See, I'm telling y'all, I told y'all, long, I told Dennis a long time ago that y'all need to be given some classes on something. And I didn't know what the mm-hmm. something is. And now I absolutely know that there's some things that just is, that's something that, um, the right set of circumstances can bring maturity to. I mean, I think that right. you're having a present father yeah. had to have added into that. I think that Dennis wanting more for his legacy than um, maybe say some other parents won't, for, you know, they're still in themselves. And before these people start hanging up, because yes, I see you on the line and I want to open up some of the lines so that they can ask some questions of you guys in case that you still have some okay. other uh, deadlines. Me. I interested Okay, I introduce you guys by the last four digits of your phone number. So if you hear your phone number, the last four digits, mm-hmm. you got to know the number you called in on. I don't know you. So when and, you hear the last me, four let numbers. Let me say this before you come to the phone. I follow okay. up on what Brother Devon had to say. Look, you know what? A lot of, I appreciate the job that Stephanie did as a mother during the marriage a whole lot wow. more. When they dropping kids off at my house, and I had to babysit some kids by myself. Okay, I had a one-year-old <laughs> screaming at my knee with a with a dirty diaper, and a three-year-old talking about he was hungry, and it was just me and him in the house. Mama wasn't there, 
And the baby was breastfed. And the baby was breastfed. So this is what I had to do. At that point, I realized just how rough and tough it is on mothers mm. with these kids. Ladies, the best thing you can do for your husband or your boyfriend or whoever he is is drop them kids off with him and let him deal with them. Just like Stephanie's mom told. Stephanie's mom was dead. Let the kids be with their dad. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> yep. Because, yeah, I felt like they were my babies. And, uh, you know, he wanted, like, when he wanted extra time, and my mama said, no, that's your time to get your head together. That's your time to get Stephanie back to Stephanie and let him let him have those children. Let them spend time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you really, you're hurting your kids. You're not, you're not hurting. You're also hurting yourself. Give yourself some yeah. recuperation time. Give yourself some time to, in, to make yourself better. Let the kids spend time with their father, and then in turn your children will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I healthy, healthy family now with my kids. Yes. Yeah, they're not doing it. I'm, and I'm, I'm just honest, cause I would have, okay. Yeah, but I know you got to go to the phone. Well, let's see what you got. Yeah, because they're going to scream at me. They want to talk to you guys. Last four digits of your number is <laughs> how I introduce you to the phone line, first number up. If you don't have anything to say, just say you can hear me, don't want to talk, just appreciate the show, ask for information on how you guys can get the show in your area. I'm going to post that on Facebook. First number, 6254, are you there? Six two five four. I hope we don't start this tonight. <laughs> That's the last last four digits of your phone number. Five seven eight two. You got your radio up too loud. Hello. Okay. Yeah, that's you, Javon. I'm gonna come hey, back to you, you honey, because I know. Yeah, I know who you are, and we're gonna come back to you, Javon. That's Javon Clark. Seventy eight ninety six seven eight nine six. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here, Empress. How you doing? I'm doing great. We got Dennis hey, Burling and doing? Queen Stephanie on the phone. You got any <laughs> questions for them? Uh, no, nah, I just think that it's beautiful that y'all are able to, you know, raise those children together without any spite in, in between, you know, one trying to keep it from the other. That's all. I appreciate well, your you, words and your encouragement. You, thank you. See there. We love each other when we're doing good, and we don't even have to have picket signs and stuff. 9310, 9310, yeah, are you there? Stephanie is my sister. Yeah. Yes, that's my sister. She's my sister. Why would I, you know, you got to recognize this is all one community. We're all one family. we all just children of God waiting for our father to come home. We need to get along like family and not be at war with each other because, we got personal issues and problems. That's just my take. I don't want to go take too deep into it. I'm sorry. Let me back up off of it. I am just blown away. Uh, being mm-hmm. a father of kids that are not in my home and the issues that I have trying to co-parent, and I'm listening to this, and I here I am, this guy that I have a gift of gab, but I'm lost for words because this is something me, that I long for, yet it seems right. so unobtainable. Mm-hmm. I've done the apologies. I've done all of the things that I've heard uh, to go and apologize, to do your thing. One of the most hurting things I've ever had to experience in my life was being divorced 
and I would fly in from California on a regular basis to see my kids here in Mississippi. And as you had stated, my youngest child did not remember his mother and I really being married. And mm-hmm. I get home, and he's there trying to say, Daddy, you can go to bed with Mama. You don't have to leave. Mm-hmm. And as you right. stated, that is a hurtful feeling when you have, you have not only have you failed in your marriage, but now you've disappointed your children. And now mm-hmm. I can really see the difference in my older kids who are grown now compared to my youngest mm-hmm. one who is, uh, who is 15 with my ex-wife. There's a difference daylight and I, a day and night with them, and it's mm-hmm. me. And yeah. I constantly tell him, "Hey, look, son, it's not you. A lot of this is me." Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's wow. I'm, I'm just—he's blown away. So, if you had to give him one bit of advice, not even knowing anything about his situation, and thank you so mm-hmm. much for calling Mississippi, um, what would you tell him, Dennis? What would you tell him is the one thing that you know could help, regardless mm-hmm. of the situation, regardless of why the marriage didn't work, but to effectively at least be present uh, uh, and, and accountable for the kids? What well, would you tell him? Let me, let me say this. I didn't really have this problem with Stephanie, but yeah, I know there are a lot of brothers out there that have a problem with their exes uh, keeping the babies away. You got to fight for your kids. The first thing mm. you need to do is get those child support papers filed, like that child custody paperwork filed, hire you some lawyers. It's an investment because what's going to happen is those kids will come back and they will want to know, did you fight for me? Mm-hmm. What did you do for mm-hmm. me? Did you come looking for me? Did you do everything you possibly could for me? And what you want to do is be able to look at your child in his eyes or her eyes and say, I fought for you for, for, and did everything I possibly could in the mm-hmm. court system, outside the court system. I was compassionate. We all had apologized, and that's cool, but you got to put some papers mm-hmm. on it, too. And you got to make her come to court and spend some money and give her hell. And then she'll stop mm-hmm. playing those games. But like I said, Stephanie mm-hmm. I recorded. She appreciated the fact that I wanted to spend time with my kids. In fact, she, the people around her said, hey, let that man spend time with his kids. But if I was ever mm-hmm. in a situation where a woman was being playing football and keep away with the baby, I'm going to fight it to the last breath of my body because I feel like that is the duty I owe to my child. So mm-hmm. to all you fathers cool. out there, Put the mm-hmm. money up and do what you got to do to make sure that you get your, your visitation right and your time with your children. And then work from there. Well, Hopefully things will ease up after that. I, I got I to gotta get Stephanie in this part because I've heard, and we've done shows here, we've done lots of shows concerning the whole child support issue. It's very odd and it's very rare to hear the male support that because at some point, uh, it doesn't matter what, what you make. Uh, for some reason, there's this idea that women are getting rich off of men's child support. And let's just be clear. Please, let me please address them, if you don't mind, because I think I can hear them right in their belly buttons with this. First of all, you ain't the one spending all night with them kids at the house, okay? It don't matter whatever she do with the child support money, because she got to watch the kids all day and night while you're mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, you might pick them up on Friday and have them Friday or Saturday. But mm-hmm. every day, that means if she's got kids, actually multiple kids, and the kids got to be at school at 7 o'clock, 
And forget the school. If the kids got to be in the refrigerator all night in in the school supplies and the school projects and their shoes and their medicine, trust me, no mom is is getting rich on child support. Well, I mean, I, I will mm. say this: the ones that are getting fifty and sixty thousand dollars a month—that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh, okay. a problem. But that is yeah. not the majority mm. of people. I'm talking about the ones you you round there giving a hundred dollars a week. <laughs> sure, fair. There, there's a big assumption that got, moms are getting rich off the child got, support. You, you went, you worried because she went and got her mails done. You feel right. what I'm saying? But you ain't, you not, you not there when she got to take the last bit of money she has to put mm-hmm. in the gas tank. So she can go take the kids to PTA meetings and soccer practice and mm-hmm. basketball practice and go around. She, you ain't, you're not there for that. So, y'all brothers, look, if you are the non-custodial parent and you have to pay child support, pretend like the quantifier. Add up how many dollars an hour it would cost to babysit a child 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. five, six days straight. And then see, mm-hmm. and compare that to what you can. And I guarantee you, you will see that you're getting a definite benefit. Qualified. Mm-hmm. That's what I suggest. But I, I ain't mean I'm going to digress. I don't know if you're going to digress because you keep jumping in that rope, but I'm here. <laughs> well, Queen, let me hear from your mouth, and then we're going to introduce you to who I think is Dennis and Javon's, like, a sister from another mother who speaks the same truth, who has the same passion, Ms. Talisa Andrews, she's been dropping off of the line. But you tell me out of your mouth, since you are the mom, since you are the the mother of these children, not the baby mama, Mm -hmm. you're the mother of these children, what – how can you dispel that truth? Because I know it's not true. I, I know it's not true, but what do you have to say about it? I say take the kids for two weeks and, and see. And, and let it be two weeks in the winter when there's a virus going on at the school. There are so many things that come up as a custodial mom. I can tell you, fathers, mothers, may, they, there are rare cases, like as Dennis mentioned, you know, uh, where, where you're going to court because you do want ten to 15000 that's not the majority of moms in the cases that that we're talking about. It costs mm-hmm. mom. If the mom who has her nails done, she was gonna have her nails done anyway. If her oh, well, she's mm-hmm. using it to get her hair done. Her hair was gonna be done anyway. It takes it takes money to take care of the kids, mm-hmm. and, and most times the moms are working themselves. Professional, mm-hmm. you know. I you know we we mm-hmm. have our own coins. So trust me, the mm-hmm. money is the in in, in the majority of cases. It's used on the children, the dental bills. It things come up, and I I really think that those statements come out of the parties being bitter and angry towards each other. Let that go. Let that go mm. because together, Amen. take the bitterness out of it, and then you have healthy children. You have a communicable. Uh, you have a communicating relationship, which I appreciate. Thank you, Dennis. If I call him right now, one of our little boys. I said, Dennis, the dentist said today's bill is $800. $800 is, is minimal to what some of our bills have been. Our kids are healthy mm-hmm. because I can communicate that to him without him thinking I'm trying to rob him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love and if that's it, I a love problem, it. show receipts. If that's a problem, like I said, bring the fathers with you. Let them see. Let them see what, it, what the expenses are, and then they'll believe you. 
Okay. Uh, 62.54, I think we got Talisa Andrews, another Internet sensation on the phone. Always got something beautiful to say and says it without even apologizing on the last video, baby. You just walked out. Like, I was excited. I got up and walked out my door. Talisa, we have Dennis Sperling and his beautiful queen, uh, Stephanie, on the line, and they're talking about their new show, Co-Parenting with the Sperlings, that is going to be airing with CW22 on September the 18th. I know you've been listening to the conversation. What have you to add? Yes, I just want to applaud. CW39 in Houston. I'm sorry. Go ahead. you so we're trying to get it on the CW22. So any of you who want to see co-parenting with the Sperlings in your town, you need to call and email the local CW affiliate and demand that they put it on your TV station. Demand that you get co-parenting with the Sperlings. There's no excuse for them not to because the CW in Houston, which is services the fourth largest market, is showing them. And all they have to do is call them up and ask them to send it over. That's it. So CW, y'all go get it. Okay, we have CW11 in New Jersey, so I will definitely support um, your efforts. I I love the way you speak out, and I really do want to applaud you all on um, co-parenting successfully. Um, I have, I co-parent myself. Uh, I've been married like 29 years, and my husband had an affair several years ago. Um, While we're 13 years into the marriage, but immediately within a week, I adopted his son, because by love for him, love what he loved. I When I tell you that I have the most amazing co-parenting relationship with our son's mother, my son was adopted by me within the week, and he sees his mother three to four times a week. She's at my home. Um, we go to the same church together, and my son is mm-hmm. the most amazing 17-year-old that mm-hmm. you will ever meet. It was a choice mm-hmm. by the adults. To say, you know what, I'm not about to curse you out, I'm not going to pull your hair out, I'm not about to drag you across the floor. Because at the end of the day, there's a child that's involved here who Mm -hmm. did not ask for this drama, who may not understand it. But when um, when he was in fourth, fifth grade, um, you know, some of his his mother and I both would go to the, um, you know, spend the day with your child together in the classroom. And his father, we would all be there together. And uh, on days that just his mother and I could go, you know, some of his class said, why do you have two moms? And he would say, oh, I got double the love. And, you know, we'd be in every uh, PTA meeting together, every everything. So it's so refreshing. It is so refreshing to see another black couple who can put aside their differences and raise mm-hmm. well-rounded children who will affect the next generation. And they can be an example mm-hmm. because what we do not need is more angry black males. So I would applaud you all. I thank you for standing in your truth, and I thank you for being adult enough and having enough love not only for your children, but there's an element of love that you have to have for each other as well as an element of respect to recognize Mm -hmm. just because the marriage didn't work doesn't mean the relationship can't work. And you all are doing an amazing thing. If there's anything that I can do for CW11 in Jersey to get the word out, I will put it on my Facebook page, Twitter, anything in Please order do. to get a strong, Please. positive image of 
um, African Americans and especially black men because I see the way that men are um, portrayed as thugs, as villains, as drug Absolutely. dealers, as pimps mm-hmm. who have no respect for the black woman. And I think it's uh, a compounded tragedy because black women are displayed as gold diggers on every show. Mm-hmm. You never see them with their kids. You don't know if mm-hmm. they do have kids. If the kids come in and making a spot appearance, and it's just it's just ratchetness at its best. So anything that's exactly that I can see that is wholesome, where you're not calling your baby mama, she's not referred to as your baby mama, mm-hmm. but as your co-parent mm-hmm. because she's much mm-hmm. more than that. She just exactly. said, I'm a professional, I'm a businesswoman, I'm a mother, and she's right. giving you the gift of raising sons, and you're giving them the gift of life and carrying your last name. That's man right. all day to me. That's a woman all day to me. And I will just, I am here to fully fully support because I think it has to be more positive images and Mm co-parenting is not as difficult as people make it to be. It isn't. You don't want to be a co-parent. I think it's like Sharon was the one that said it because you still got feelings for that man and a lot of times women I know some men that's trifling, mm-hmm. too, and you want to, you know, get all hyped up mm-hmm. because you got to mm-hmm. get child support. Well, you gave that sperm, get that child support, and raise mm-hmm. them, but they need more than money. They need your time, and they need a, a male role model yeah. in their life right. that will show I'm not afraid to own up to what I did. Right. We don't call our mm-hmm. son a mistake. Our son was a decision that my husband and his mother made. I don't, I don't want another made. man raising my son. Absolutely. I don't no. want another man to raise my son. And here's what, here's what. That's disrespectful to me. To have another man raise my sons without me mm-hmm. being involved. What kind of man would I be if I sat around and let another man do my job for me? Mm-hmm. You let another man put your pants on for you? You let another man pay oh. the bills in your house? How could you let another man raise your sons for you? It's a certain degree of pride and respect that I have. I tried to be the father that I didn't have when mm-hmm. I was a boy. You know, and because of that, and, and I don't use an excuse that I didn't have the father that I I should have had or wanted to have as a reason for not being the father to my mm-hmm. son that I am. And I'm not perfect. I apologize to my little boy sometimes, and I ask him for, to forgive me when I make mistakes. And that's mm-hmm. to my son. I'm probably nine and six years old. So to all you brothers out there, there's no excuse for you not being a father. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I just hope, and I'm not talking down to my brothers because I love my brothers and I love my sisters and I love all my people, you know, and I really truly believe that we're one humanity on this earth, one race, just a human race. But as it is right now, we don't split ourselves up into different teams, like black, brown, mm-hmm. red, whatever. And I'm on the black team. And so I got to get my mm-hmm. team together before we can come together and be one human group. And right now we got mm-hmm. an image problem. And the last thing we need to do is put some more black men out there that's going to help entrench those stereotypes. And to listen to to the mothers here. Well, I just want to say one more thing to her too. Here's what I want to say. You mentioned, um, sister, that as many of us sisters complaining, as as sisters, what we need to do, um, we chose that man. So we chose that man. To, to be the person that we're dating. We chose that man to be the father of our kids and all of a sudden all these things. Find the one trait that you liked in him when you met him. Find something positive in him that you liked before and instill that in you. Because what our kids hear us saying is, your dad is not this, your daddy didn't do that. And then they take on that trait. They say, well, if my dad is that way, then that, 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 that terrible trait is possibly in me. 
So what it takes for us sisters is to think of the one positive thing that, or maybe uh, things, you know, just because the relationship didn't work out, there was some reason that you chose that man to be in your life and make a decision to choose positive so you can put that in your children. Mm-hmm. And I know we got a limited amount of time because they have some other obligations, but a couple more people on the line. 9181 is blowing me up. 9181, you're on the air. You have a question for Queen Stephanie or Dennis Sperling. Hey. How are you guys? Hey. Doing well, how are you? That's awesome. This is my first time getting on, and I truly love this call. And um, I don't have any questions tonight. Just keep doing what y'all are doing, and I'll keep tuning in. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for your Thank support. You. We appreciate your support. What city do you live in? I'm calling in from Fort Worth. Thank you. Okay. Well, if you could contact your local CW affiliate via email and tell them that you want to see co-parenting with the Swellers, and tag uh, the efforts on it on a Facebook page. We sure would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We finna blow up. We want it to be national. I want it to be bigger than Love and Hip Hop. I want it to be bigger than this damn Real Housewives where ain't nobody married. Mm-hmm. 8026, are you there? Can you hear me? 8026. Yes, ma'am. I am here. Oh, I am here. You, Thank and I know you all you so much for coming on. Baby, yeah, what you, got to you say? know I'm fixing to let them have it, right? Okay, right. I wish this uh, Dennis was around probably 25, 26 years ago when I had to do it myself. I decided to get out of a um, a bad marriage. Um, I couldn't get the father to 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 pick our son up on his visitation here in the South, especially Mississippi and Alabama. You have to be very, very careful when you try and go back to court to get the father to participate. There's a little trick that they got going where they suck up all the money, having you running back and forth to court. And when you just exceed your 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 fees or your allotment or your money that you have, you know they'll tell you, well, we can't make we can't make them get get the kid. We can't make them uh, come in and, and do their visitation and, and instead of. And that's true. Exactly. You, unfortunately, there are some no good men out there, and hopefully, when they see the example of me sucking it up and doing what I got to do and tucking my ego, hopefully they'll realize they can do it too. Hopefully, hopefully there's hopefully women won't have to try to make men. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is pay their child support and pay for health care and those sort of things. But that's not the, the part that you should really enjoy is spending time with your children. And that's what I hope that these folks will see. They will see how enjoyable, how much time, how much good time my boys and I have together and the good lessons that I teach them. In. And they'll see it's a good thing, it's a fun thing, it's a wonderful thing. And you won't have to uh, resort to court and tell the judge that the man won't spend time with his kids. And that's unfortunate, and that's something that happens all the time. It takes men to plant that idea in other men's head. Only a man can teach another man how to be a man. And, it takes and they have to learn how to be men by watching us men and teach our boys. So that's, that's what that's saying is. Of course, a woman can grow a son up, but we that's have to put the pressure on other men, and, and it'll happen when they see us doing it. Just like one guy starts fishing, and then a, a bunch of other guys go out there and start fishing. 
One guy's on the basketball court shooting threes from, uh, uh, you know, way on the other side of the uh, half court. Then other guys try to do it. See, one guy out there spending time with his kids and doing some of the fun stuff that I do. I mean, I teach my boys all kind of interesting things. And so you're going to want to get your little sons together and say, man, I saw this on TV. Let me, I want to teach my sons the same thing. You know, and that's, that's why we try to change this culture. That, that, that's, and and I, I really i am glad you brought that topic up. And that is one of the reasons why we, you know, co-parenting with the Swellers and Sports. So we appreciate your support. One more call, and um, then we're going to let you go and give us some parting information on um, what to look for. 4930, are you there? 4930. Yes, I am. Yes, I okay. am. Hello, everyone. Hello, how are Hello. you? I'm fine. This is hey, Javon's wife calling in to say oh, okay. that. Um, right. hello, 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 hello. Yes. Um, I'm excited about it. I love uh, what I've seen thus far. Um, I'm a cosmetologist, so I will be sharing this with my clients. So many times I've sat, I've stood behind a bitter woman that won't let mm. her kids see their father. Mm-hmm. And in my mm-hmm. own way, I've, al- I've always tried to say, why is the money important? Why don't you just let this man fall in love with their child? There's no yes, way that right. a man can see their seed and disown it. But if you stand in his way because of money, which it is, besides being in love with him, um, you never get that chance to bond. And as a product mm-hmm. of a divorce, um, my parents were divorced when I was three, and when my mother never said anything bad about my father, um, she didn't push him to see us, maybe because of what their relationship was like. And um, that made me grow up not seeing the interaction, real interaction between a man and a woman. So by the time right. I got married, I didn't even know how marriage was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. How it's supposed to feel, mm-hmm. how it's still to fight for each other, you know. So um, this going to show. This is going to show so many things on so many um, different levels, and show everybody that the reason why we have this problem is because women don't know how to not be bitter to a man who has broken their heart, mm-hmm. and men don't know how it feels to stand mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. during those mm-hmm. uncomfortable times. And when I finally mm-hmm. got a relationship with my father, like where I said to myself personally that I didn't care what happened before me, he looked me in my eyes and he said the only reason why he could not see me often is because every time he saw me, all he saw was all the hurt that he had caused my mother because I looked just like her. And he was Mm -hmm. like, I didn't want to know what that felt like. But because my mother Mm -hmm. didn't push it either, he didn't have to get, he didn't have no problems getting pushed past his hurt. So, and you have a relationship with him because he took responsibility well, too. Wow. Well, once he he died a year later, so I got my whole life oh. in that year. Oh. You know, but um, it's just like the void that that needs to be filled cannot be filled if both parties mm-hmm. are not willing, which we know. And people just mm-hmm. need to see it work. And a woman needs and, to see mm-hmm. another strong woman like yourself who stands oh, up yes. and say, "I'm not being a doormat because I'm allowing this man." to still love his kids, even if he didn't right. love me the way I needed to be loved in a relationship. Right. So I, I mean, the reality is really later cool. on you're going to have to explain that to your child. And who wants mm-hmm. to sit there and explain to their child that I kept you away from your father because I was dealing with my hurt, not considering what you needed? 
Mm-hmm. See, I feel like having church yeah. in a minute because I think this is beautiful. I think this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. People are blowing me up, and I know you guys got to go, but I, I want you to say your last pieces to us. Of what <laughs> if, if you if you can kind of you can kind of bring Ladies it to first. a certain point. Yeah, <laughs> if you could bring it to a point, Queen, what would you say okay, the women absolutely. have got to do? What women have to do, yeah, first thing I beg is that, um, I, you know, I was nervous about even seeing myself on TV, but I just want people to beg to have it seen in their city. I Like uh, something you mentioned earlier, I, I mentor a lot of young women who think that the ratchet television, the reality route, is their only answer to how to deal with relationships, how to deal with co-parenting, how to deal with the men in their life and all of that. And I know that our show is positive. And my prayer is that although I'm very nervous and I have butterflies about the success of it, I do know that the impact that it will have on our community is needed. And what about you, King? I'm not nervous. Well, I'm not nervous because I know you're not nervous. You know, because I ain't that smart to be able to come up with something like this. And stuff like this don't happen to me. <laughs> so it must be the Lord pushing these doors open and allowing this to happen, and that's how I feel. But as far as the substance the substance of the show, we showcase so many different black and brown people. We have a, a, an Iranian engineer mechanic. We have a, a, a female, a black uh, golf pro. We got lawyers. We have doctors. We have all sorts of beautiful black people doing all sorts of uh, different career paths, happy, healthy, involved in our children's lives, coming from the perspective that it takes a village to raise a child. And and, and that's mm-hmm. what we have in this show. So co-parenting with the Sperling is not just about Stephanie Sperling and Dennis Sperling raising children together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about our community. It's about the city of Houston. We have some beautiful backdrop with the city of Houston, mm. beautiful places. It's the fourth largest city in America, the most diverse of all the cities in America, including New York City, we are the most diverse city. And this is our opportunity to showcase where we live. So like Brother Javon said, you listen, man, I appreciate it. I heard him say this a while back. You get your city, and I'm going to get mine. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I got used to Texas, and, and I'm trying to showcase it and show everybody how wonderful a place it is to live. And, uh, again, Ms. Edwards, we appreciate you uh, having us on your show. And, uh, Thank you And, so you know, much. we look forward to coming back sometime in the future. And remember, call your local CW affiliate. Tell them you want to hear co-parenting with the friends. Well, I thank you so much for both being on. Javon, did you want to have something to say to them before they go? We got a few more minutes to open up the lines for our other callers, but they're going to have to leave us. Uh, Did you have anything to say to them, Javon? Well, I just want to say thank y'all for, you know, doing what y'all do with y'all kids and even having the courage to put the show together, put your lives Mm together. On Front Street, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. I really believe this show is a show that actually can change our community. Actually, can mm-hmm. it's the first thing that we can do to show our power. We're gonna get this show on nationwide. It's gonna blow, yes, we are. and then we're gonna change the face of reality TV. And I thank y'all for giving Amen. me something to get behind. Thank you for Let me say this. Uh-huh. For all you people who don't believe you can do it, this entire show and everything was self-funded. In other words, we uh-huh. didn't go for any outside fund. There's no big bank bankrolling uh-huh. it. There's no 
large corporation is just Dennis Perlman, attorney of law, and the good people at my law firm who helped me make money and so that I can pay for stuff like this because I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, my own money. Yeah. And I'm doing this not yeah. just for me and everybody around me knows this is not something I'm doing for money. I'm doing it as a labor of love for my beautiful black people, my brown people, and to help dispel and change stereotypes that are really killing us and undermining the sanctity and unity of family and our country. So, you know, I just want to say that. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are still on the line, we're going to open up the lines in a little bit. We just wanted to be respectful of Dennis's and Queen's time so that they can handle the business. Because, see, they bosses. Like, I'm trying to get there. Like, I'm not even close. But this is how it starts. When you change what you see, you start to think differently. If you think differently, you will act differently, and you produce something totally different. This is the beginning of something great. Quick commercial break, and we'll be right back for the rest of you guys who are on the line. Uh, Be right back. Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from child care, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Baby, I told y'all that this was going to be something good, and it's not even about me. And the thing is, is when good people meet up with other good people, it's kind of hard for good not to come out of it. I said that earlier this morning, when you have good intention and when you have good way, your intention has to still be seated in a way that's uh, with respect and discipline. Like, I'm just so glad the queen is the queen. Like, Stephanie is just, like, so refreshing because you just don't see that. She very much reminds me of the first lady of the United States. Yes, the floaters, they have the same kind of way. I'm pretty sure if they had to bring the business, it would really come down, like, so cute. Like, you don't even know whether to be, like, applauding or to get scared or, or what have you. But we got several people on the line still who want to talk about it. I'm going to give you the information a little bit later uh, at the end of the show where I give you my two cents. But I don't even think I need two cents at this show. I think what I need to do is just give you the information so that this show will become a standard. You can change images by what you flood into the eyes, ears, and minds of people on a constant. Right now it's some crap. It's loving hip-hop. It's all of this other stuff. I mean, I don't even watch those shows, but I can randomly pick somebody, black, white, Latino, or anywhere else, and ask them who is uh, Rashida. And they'll know who that is because of how inundated we are with a negative tone. Imagine what would happen if we did it on the other side. Last four digits of your phone number is how I'm going to identify you. 7896, did you have something to add to the show tonight? Uh, no, I didn't have anything really to add. You know I'm shy, but so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay out. I'm, I'm just listening in. Okay, well, I appreciate you, Todd. I think you're out there in Texas as well. We had Texas, Jersey. We had uh, New York City. We had somewhere, I don't even know what that area code was, but it was out there, and we had people from the Sip Sip. We got another for the Sip Sip 9310. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. 
Oh, wow. Okay. As I stated earlier, this is just amazing. Uh, amazing. And I, I, rarely am I ever lost for words, but this mm-hmm. is something that I really, this needs to be another show that if yeah, you can it get them again, because yeah. they have so much to impart into people. Right. And Right. We, we we have to it all of this stuff and basically what they were saying, it's just a mindset. You right. have to have a made up mind to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Right. And regardless of your ill feelings toward one another, take yourself aside, consider the children. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. has been my thing that I have preached over and over again. I just can't get a willing participant on the opposite end. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm gonna tell you something. There's something to be said about why you don't get a willing participant, and I think Dennis kind of sort of touched on it, um, and maybe even Javon said it. Once, and I and I kind of wanted to say that in the show as well, but that wasn't appropriate at the time. I think that my instructives are from just my experience. I can't speak for Dennis. We're going to have to watch the show. We can't speak for Stephanie. We're going to have to watch the show. But you got the most transparent, real, and honest people who say exactly what they're feeling. They were hurt. Things were not always gravy. There was not always this agreement to do the best that we can and bring the best of ourselves to the front because I'm sure it was hurt. But I think a lot of the time, and this is, I think a lot of the time people get stuck in the hurt. They never get over the dissolution of the relationship. And so they bleed that into the other relationships related to it, like the children, like the in-laws, like the school, like everything else that reminds them of what that whole idea in their head, uh, which exploded. I mean, I, I know that I can admit that myself. I didn't really even think that far for myself of, you know, what about the kids? The kids just happened to be there and it was over. Like, but I was just so shocked to see how intelligently, and I don't think it has anything to do with being, uh, the, uh, they're both very uh, prestigious persons, very much uh, bosses in, in my word. They're, they're very much uh, progressive in their lives in all areas. I think it just pretty much was a made-up mind that this is what we're going to have, period. And it doesn't uh, necessitate a uh, a college degree or a certain number of zeros in your bank account or a certain height, weight, look, or, or, or stance to determine that I'm just not going to hold up my family because this did not work. I really honestly want something different for my children. I think they just made their minds up about it, and they've worked through that. And if we can watch that and see that, I think it will give opportunity for people who don't even know where to start. Last call is 0516. Are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, four digits of your phone. Yeah, are you can there? Can you hear, hear me? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. You did me? you hear the show? Yes, yes I can I hear you. Okay, yes, I did. I'm just listening. I'm a little shy, too. No, don't be shy. Listen, I'm going to tell you something <laughs> about the Empire because I know that some people know uh, my voice, and they think that I can, you know, distinguish who they are over the phone. And a lot of the times it's not about – us individually, you would be surprised. Now, just imagine if we didn't have Dennis and Stephanie decide that this was something of, of, of quality 
even in the rough times, even if it wasn't articulately perfect, even if it wasn't the right lighting, the right city, the right circumstance, it's just the truth. They decided to go ahead and put that out in the atmosphere so that other people can see it and possibly teach them to at least recognize the sameness or maybe give them an opportunity to a different option on how to fix a a sameness in, in their life. Uh, a lot of things on television you would think is just pure entertainment, but the truth behind television for me, and I think for a lot of other people who are awake, it is the most powerful mode to change minds and ways over everything else. It used to be the radio, and I think because everything's starting to look alike, radio stations are starting to pick up. That's one of the reasons why I'm very much more comfortable on the radio than I am in, in, in picture because the truth is just the truth when you hear it. it. It forces your mind to make some changes and some assumptions without seeing something that's going to make that truth any less. When I saw Stephanie, I just already knew she was going to bring the fire. I mean, I, I didn't see her before. Uh, I met her uh, ex-husband through radio. And so, I, you know, in, in your mind, you already create what you think according to this powerhouse. But I knew that she was powerful because of how he spoke of her. Like some of the things he said about her and some of the things that he gave accolade, I just assumed that they were still married. And when the show came out, I was like, what? What are you talking about? When when a man is able to say the mother of my children, it just automatically gives you an idea of wholeness, of respect. And when you see her, along with hearing her, you can't help but equal that out. Imagine if we on purpose put those types of images, those types of words, those types of conversations in the face of people of all color, but particularly black people all the time. If that came on every five minutes on MTV, if that was what you saw all the time on the CW. Um, I'm going to give you the information in just a little bit, but I want to get back to Javon because I want him to introduce himself. I got a couple people asking me who was that at the beginning of the show. That was Javon Clark, another Facebook friend of mine who too has a voice. He, uh, and I want him to be able to introduce how you can get in contact with him before we end the show. Javon, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Let the people know how they can get in contact with you. I know you got one Facebook page that was uh, nearly exploded because people had to literally drop off before I could even befree you, and that's been over a year ago, and I finally got your friendship. Tell the people how they can get you on social media. You can get me on social media at Javon M. Clock, that's J-A-V-O-N-N-E, M. Clock, you know, C-L-A-R-K. You can follow me on that page. You can catch me on the other page, J. Michael Clark, J-M-I-C-H-A-E-L Clark, uh, J. Michael Clark. You can catch me on Instagram at Grubbs Kitchen, G-R-U-B-B-S-K-I-T-C-H-E-N. That's Grubbs Kitchen. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a vegan chef. I do caterings. I cater, but I'm also a vegan chef. I do vegan meal prep. I created a detox. It's called Country Boy Detox. The two products that pretty much detoxes your organs and cleanses your gut out. It's not a colon cleanse. Uh, let's see. You can catch me on Snapchat at Grubs Kitchen and then Periscope at Javon Clark. 
then I have a big cartel page if you want to check out any of the products. J Clark Products at BigCartel.com. Uh, those that's how you can pretty much catch me on social media. Uh, I'm about I, I have a blog talk radio uh, show and I'm also lots mm-hmm. really of radio and then I'm also about to be doing a radio show in my city, Durham, uh, internet radio show that we're going to be launching off and we're just trying to keep it moving and I'm trying to get this. You know what I'm saying? Co-parenting with the Sperlins on Nationwide. Yes, 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 yes. So let's let's let's. And I just finished recording my album. No, you didn't. Are you serious? Oh yeah, you got to go to my YouTube. You got to YouTube. Uh, I've shared on your page. I just finished uh, recording my album. Uh, go to YouTube. You can YouTube Night at Wills N I T E. A.T. Wills, Nighted Wills, that's the latest single from the album. You know, we shot the video, we produced everything, we shot the video, we uploaded it. And then you can check out one, the number one, Durham, the city where I'm from, D-U-R-H-A-M, one Durham. That's mm-hmm. the anthem we did for the city. It's pretty much about gentrification uh, going on all over America right now. You know, a lot of foreigners are moving in and they're just popping the price of living up. And it's pushing us out. You know, I was in Brooklyn last weekend, and they talk about gentrification up there. And people are leaving mm-hmm. New York now, having to leave the city. So uh, gentrification is big, and that's what we did this song on. So I'll share those on your page, you know, where you uh, do. hit me up at. So, you know, we're very artistic. And, uh, you know, we travel all over the country. We ship vegan meal prep and detox all over the country. But we also, we travel, you know what I'm saying? Certain things yeah. we like to meet people, and we just we just mm-hmm. trying to get people out there uh, put a show together. I read a couple of chiefs. I'm an artist. I believe my art is going to make room for me to uh, mm-hmm. uh, do my thing. I think I'm the next Martin Luther King. If I have to say it like that, um, otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> be chasing it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So why not? But I'm going to use not? my art to do it. Yeah, I have to. I have to. I don't believe right. it. Who right. will? Right. I, I, I'm so thankful for you coming on. Thank you so much, Javon. And I'm going to tell you, there, it's just, I, I can't, I, I'm trying to think of a really big, like, real sophisticated word, but it's just fresh. It just is new to other people uh, when you uh, find something. Now, you know, when I first saw Javon's video, when I first saw Dennis's commercial when I first saw Talisa's video, and it, it it gave me a little bit of hope that there were not people all over that just totally was just uh, off off the grid, like everything that they show you. It makes you feel like telling your truth, living in your truth, being as open and as honest as you can, and and being in that way. There's nothing wrong with it. It does not feel abnormal for me to now know that black men love their children just like every other man loves their children, that black men can leave relationships and not become domestic monsters or someone that has to be marked and profiled on the news every night. It's, that's not the truth. The truth is, is when you find it and it resonates, and it's attractive to the point where it moves something on the inside of you. Now, we're not talking religion because I have lots of friends who don't believe in God. 
don't believe in Jesus, don't believe in a lot of those, um, uh, I would say, current types of moves of the inside of yourself or spirits of yourself. But this is just as powerful and as true. What's odd is that I didn't know Javon was a a recording artist, just like I didn't know Dennis was a recording artist. Um, I knew that they had multiple venues of how to provide for themselves, but also to give back to the community. And actually, I think that's something that's very exclusive of black people. Now, y'all know I love black people, and I'm not anti-other people. I just love mine. Now, just be mad at me if you're going to be mad at me, but I love black people. And that's why I search out things that serve me, that look like me, because it's, to me, the most healthy way that you can be. There's nothing wrong with any other group of people who do it. Um, there's nothing wrong with anybody who wants to uh, send a different message. But I, what's wrong with black community right now needing, desiring, and petitioning uh, CW22 to broadcast and to pick up the show and, and broadcast this just so that we can be entertained from it? Even if don't nobody watch it, but the same people who watch Love and Hip Hop uh, the the Housewives of Atlanta was one of the biggest shows, and you're not going to tell me that it's not because there weren't black faces on there. I believe that's exactly why it was the most watched and it was the most uh, uh, televised off of that market of shows. I mean, they got to sell that show to so many different other broadcasting agencies, and it was because people were actually tuning in. Let's do the same thing for Dennis uh, Sperling on his co-parenting show, co-parenting with Dennis Sperling. It uh, is going to be airing September the 18th in uh, his station area, which is CW22 station. But they're out of Raleigh. And what you can do to get your local television stations to pick this up is to just write down these two numbers and just when they pick up the phone, you say, I want to see co-parenting with Dennis Sperling. I want to see that where I live. And they will be able to send that information. Now, we can inundate them either by two ways, by telephone or by website. I do not at this time have an email address, but we're going to get that shortly. The phone number is 919-877-8000. That, again, is 919-877-8000. The other number, 919-872-9535. That's 919-872-9535. And I'm going to put those both on this particular event. The website also is www, and you can actually put this in your browser under HTTP. It will pull up the site, and you would have to search for his show. At that point, there should be email information particular to the website, which would go to the particular distributor who has picked up this show by the broadcasting station. Now, I don't have a particular name for you, and I'm not sure that that information is going to be easily shared, but I know Dennis got the information, and this information I got from him. That website is www.raleighcw.com. Raleigh spelled R-A-L-E-I-G-H-C-W.com. That's www.raleighcw.com. 
com. It's been real tonight. Like, I still got like 30 minutes to go, and my mouth is dry, but I'm excited. That's what happens when I get excited. When I see the possibility of us changing the narrative to something positive for people who look like me and have dreams and aspirations for their children, this ain't even about Dennis and Stephanie, this is about them having something different for their children. I think if you pick up the show, you'll be able to see that there's a difference between trying to be a celebrity, because if you were to research these two persons, these two, these two moguls, they are already in their right able to be celebrities. They're actually celebrities where they live, but they see a bigger calling. They see that this is an opportunity to take what the world and the media has used as a deficit, particularly in the black community, children out of marriage, and turn it into a positive. We're going to continue to have broken marriages just like every other group of people on this earth. We're going to continue to have children in and outside of those marriages uh, get-togethers, divorces, or, or whatever, just like any other community in this world. But you do not see uh, shows with brown and black faces that show that you can continue to have a healthy family after that relationship has uh, come apart. You can see it uh, even in gay marriages with white faces or non-African-American faces. You can see it where you have blended families. Hell, they had a show on one of on TLC where this dude was a polygamist. He had like four houses. There was not a black face in there. So there has been a reinforcement of family in every other venue except for ours. And I'm just saying give us ours too. Like give us our show too. After they did the first Housewives of Atlanta, they threw a black face in every other of the other shows. And I think there's just some power to the melanin. You know, that's how I feel about it. I've always felt that way. And it's not to degrade anybody else, but if you feel that way, you got to deal with that yourself. I know that we are a great people. We're made out of non-stoppedness. You know, I make up words on here, Javon sometimes non-stoppedness, I think that there's something about us that is unique and that the world knows it, we just don't. And out of another negative, which is that this, you know, we're going to show these black men who don't love their children repeatedly. We're going to show these black women who fight with each other over men repeatedly. We're going to show these mothers and housewives where we can't really document if they ever really got married or if they even have children repeatedly, we can change that narrative to black families can uh, co-parent, black families and mothers and uh, uh, fathers can still have healthy, well-rounded children. We do not have to accept this as a narrative, and the only way we can do that is by expressing our will to to uh, have it have it be shown. And once you put it out there, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, people start braiding their eyebrows if they show it enough on 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 television. I mean, people were shaving half of their hair off and letting the other side be long because they showed it on TV. Whatever they show on television, it has that much more power, uh, power in the real life. So that's the Empire Tonight, fresh out. Don't know when the next show is going to be, uh, but when we do it, it will be done in an Empire style. Until next time. We're going to leave you with a song called Damage because we we finna get fixed, though. I'm going to get it fixed. We're going to get it fixed. Talk to you later.
everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. 